0: if um you've been unfortunately manipulated by somebody who pretends that you did them dirty in their heads so they can just begin doing you dirty and never stop you've got yourself a problem That's exactly what you're doing. Take a big, big breath. So there's this, um, this trick, a tactic or something that you, you could learn if you were like going into criminal criminology or something, it's like a tactic to like blame shift. You make someone feel like what you did. Like people do it to their kids. You mean like, oh, we forgot to miss. We did something and we missed it. And it's the kid's fault for someone because she didn't brush her teeth or because she didn't do that. But there's a bigger, deeper way of doing it. It's called a, taking the driver's seat in someone else's head and actually making yourself believe that they did you dirty so you can then do them dirty enough to make them believe they did something wrong to you. It's an early stage movement. It's quick in the game. You do, like, three moves in chess. Just start off that way. So I recommend if you find yourself in that kind of situation, start documenting it. So you can go back and check your own shit. Because you can't win against a person who won't ever... It, about yeah, that's the single best strategy of winning this type of game. Simply don't play it. Put the fucking tennis ball down and walk the fuck away. But then you win. Because if you watch somebody ransack their total, complete state of well-being in life, um, ultimately destroy the very person that you were before. Like it's like, if I don't, if you don't completely demolish me to nothing before we're done or something, then then you haven't won. And so, like, the fact that I care is what keeps you going. Because I'll always be the bigger person, so you really don't have any consequences for your actions. Now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, you. you. Why am I funny? No matter how much I beg you to stop, 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 stop doing certain things, you will push me past my limit and then, and then snap. Poof, I snap, and then you go around standing there looking fucking dumbfounded, like, fucking, this bitch is off the fucking wall, bro. Play the victim. Claim you're crazy, that's cool. I mean, I what is? Your thoughts? My thoughts mm is it? angels. Um. Kind of sounds exactly what it is. Are you an earth angel? Do you feel different from other people as if you were dropped off on this planet and wonder when someone's coming to take you home? If so, then you may be an earth angel, which is another term for light worker Indigo, crystal, or one of the other words used to describe a person who is incarnated for the express purpose of helping the world be a better place. Every person is born with a personal mission to learn and grow. Each of us elects a theme for our life in which we'll work on a particular life lesson such as patience, forgiveness, compassion. Yet earth angels also choose a global mission in addition to... Their personal mission. It's like they have to go the extra mile or they have one more to learn. And this global mission is to provide a service to the world. If you have a passion and talent for healing, teaching, or helping others, yet yourself have substance abuse problems, weight issues, relationship challenges, and things like that, then you may be an earth angel. If you're highly sensitive and you, oh, and you arbor violence in any form, then you may very well be an earth angel. Although all souls originate from the same divine source, our environment and personal history often shape our personalities and physical characteristics. For instance, those who spend most of their time surfing at tropical beaches will have different looks and mannerisms than people who hole up in their inner city offices every day. Likewise, all the lives you previously lived have impacted you. And just as your physical family origin influences you, so, does your soul's family of origin shape your looks, behavior, and even your life purpose? Again, the inside of everyone is the same a beautiful, pristine spark of divine light. However, as a light worker, your spark of light may have spent time in heavenly realms far from earth. Those lifetimes that you've logged in the angelic realm, the elemental kingdom, or on other planets, have influenced who you are today. Although you inhabit a human body, your soul feels like a traveler in a foreign country because that is, in essence, what you are. Not everyone is an earth angel. Of course, for this role, God called the biggest and brightest sparks of light for the transition to the new age of peace. Those humans who aren't earth angels are living lives purely for their own growth. Or enjoyment, They may seem dense or decidedly unspiritual, yet they're divine sparks of life. Just like you, their lives have simply been dedicated to human earthly concerns. If you're an earth angel, then you're powerful and you're a light worker with a legacy of healing and miracles behind and in front of you. You accept your divine assignment to come to earth and spread your teachings and healing energies. So how has your assignment been so far? Have you had difficulty adjusting to earthly life? I know I certainly do sometimes. Well, then you'll probably find answers with what we're going to talk about today. And remember your spiritual origin. You may discover that you're an incarnate angel or elemental, a star person, whose past lives have been extraterrestrial like an ET, a mere person, a leprechaun, a knight paladin, or a wise one, which is reincarnated. Well, which is a which is a reincarnated sorceress, a high priestess, or a wizard. You're a seasoned service worker called into action, an earth angel. That's what you are, if you believe that. I believe I am. You may have had past lives on Earth as an incarnated angel. And elemental and such, you know, yet you forgot these incarnations, believing that your past lives were human. The term earth angel is not to be confused with incarnated angels, which is one of the realms of earth angels. By learning about your spiritual realm of origin, you'll understand more about your personality, your behavior, and your individual quirks. As I mentioned, this is similar to the way our astrological sun sign groups up into meaningful categories. Um, It's a lot to take in. But discovering the other realms, much of the esoteric information that I received comes from my own guides and angels who give me messages while I'm sleeping or during readings or meditations. Through these means, I was told of other soul group incarnations to look for in people and audience members and whatever. First, I studied the incarnated angels. These men and women have angelic faces, heavy-set bodies, histories of codependent relationships, and are perennial helpers. For example, one of my friends is a incarnated angel, I guess you could say. She's very sweet and attractive. She's a nurse with large, curvy you know, large curvy figure and a heart shaped face. After years of trying to help her alcoholic husband get sober, Lori finally made the painful decision to divorce him. Now she's searching for a way to transfer her natural healing abilities to a private practice. I next noticed a group called the Incarnated Elements. Um, Another friend of mine, Jane, is a typical member of this clan, with red hair styled in a pixie cut and thin, lanky body. She looks like someone who'd wear green elf shoes with curled toes and bell toppings. She's a professional dog groomer, though, and an avid animal rights advocate who broke off her engagement because her fiancé wanted to move away from the mountains where she grew up. He planned to move into the city, where she explained it's shriveled up and she'd die if she didn't live near nature especially if I moved to the city, she said, where the trees are practically non-existent. For many years, I assumed that these categories were the only realms for which earth angels originated, incarnated angels, elementals, and star persons. When I discussed these categories with my spiritual counseling people, about 80% of them acknowledged an affinity to one of the three groups. I'd even had people gather into groups with their spiritual clan members I'd see them crying, laughing together, and exclaiming, Really? You 2 I'm just like that. As they swapped stories of Earth life from the perspective of their realm. But there were always some students who couldn't relate to any of the categories. What about us humans, they'd ask. One friend, Grant, finally supplied the answer. Giving a brief talk to the class about using candles and rituals and incarnations, incantations, my friend had been studying Wiccan spirituality for some time and had a wealth of knowledge to share. You know, at the end of his talk, he turned to the audience and said, I know what the fourth category of incarnated light worker is. I know because I'm from this category. It's those of us who are reincarnated wizards, high priestesses, witches, sorcerers, and sorceresses. A collective gasp rose from the audience followed by an explanation of yes that makes so much sense and that's what I am so my friend's assessment rang true and it truly struck it truly struck a chord with the class and everybody and since then I've studied and interviewed many people from this group whom I call the wise ones whenever I lecture or write about the topic I receive confirmation that this powerful group of light workers relates to this category I don't like how this.